evening. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome into All Sports Talk. Glad that you're with us. Monty Hale on vacation this week. Tim Tackett sitting in for him. Glad to have you with us. Got a really neat guest today, Chris Harris, a name that many of you are going to remember from various reasons, but uh, the reason I have him here today, uh, biggest reason, I guess, is he's a new athletic director for Rutherford County School System. Chris, welcome in, and congratulations, first of all. Thanks a lot, Tim. Uh, I'm really glad to be here, and it, it's uh, it's a exciting time in Rutherford County and it's really an honor for me to, to be taking this position right now and it's uh, I really enjoyed these uh, first few weeks uh, getting the opportunity to go out and talk to the coaches and uh, seeing them uh, at their jobs and seeing these kids working so hard and I'm trying to work my way through the rest of the county uh, and so uh, yeah it's been really hectic but uh, I'm trying to get acclimated but it's a it's a lot of work but i'm i'm uh, really excited about doing it well the, i guess it's the, the good news is you came in at a time where there is a somewhat of a lull because you came in at the dead period july 1 is when you officially started the position dead period for things uh but as you have found out and we'll find out next week for sure it'll really kick in big time in, in the next little bit yeah i'm already seeing that so i'm already getting the phone calls and uh you know checking on schedules and especially with the middle schools and things of that nature. So it's uh, it's really picking up a lot. And uh, so, uh, it, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that's to be expected, though. And, you know, people are coming off of vacations right now. So, you know, it's, you can tell that the sports are really gonna, getting ready to pick up here in Rutherford County. Chris Harris will be my guest. We're going to go ahead and take a break so we can have a nice long segment here in just a minute. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Hello, this is Ken Lane from Bullseye Gun and Range, inviting you to join us at our grand opening event. Check out our newly remodeled retail store and our brand new beautiful indoor shooting range. Come by Bullseye and browse over a thousand guns. Meet our two full-time gunsmiths and tour the shooting facility. Our new hours are 9 to 7, so stop by Bullseye on Friday and Saturday, July the 23rd and 24th. You don't want to miss the fun, so see you there. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. 
Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger, we have added laser treatments. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Parks Auction, we handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back in Dallas Sports Talk. Chris Harris, my guest, new athletic director for Rutherford County Schools. Chris, I mentioned um, in the beginning that your name will be familiar to folks for lots of reasons. Let's let's go back to the very beginning of my experiences with Chris Harris and and how you got your way, made your way to Middle Tennessee area. As I understand it, you went to high school in Chattanooga, so to kind of start there. Well, actually, uh, I went to high school in Knoxville, okay, and it was uh, at Holston High School, and uh, we had won the uh, Class AA state championship that year in 1978 and uh, we beat rural high school so it was an all knoxville state championship and ironically our rule was one of our big rivals and rick campbell was on that basketball team and okay. rick eventually he went to hawassi junior college ironically he ended up being on our basketball team and we were big rivals so we always kid around about that the other thing was was that i had been getting recruited by some uh colleges there uh around the area tennessee tag austin p and uh, here in Middle Tennessee, that area of Western Kentucky, it's, I've got some letters from there. But when I came to MTSU, saw the campus. It was in in the spring. It was just a beautiful campus. It was only about three hours from Knoxville, and I just fell in love with the campus. And Coach Earl, um, just his recruitment of me, just the way he uh, treated me and my family, it was just uh, outstanding. I understand you come from a, a background of educators. Yes, yes. My father uh, – he served 20 years in the military, and then he came out, uh, used the GI Bill uh, to get his uh, finish his undergraduate work. He got his master's and went on and got his Ph.D. My mother was an educator as well. Just about everybody on my father's side of the family were in the military and uh-huh. then went into education. So, uh, But when I graduated from college, I didn't want to go into education, so I'm <laughs> that was kind of strange. I went into a restaurant and retail, and then I went back and then got into education. Now it's 30 years, so uh, it's funny how that worked, worked out that way, but I guess I couldn't resist the calling myself. You mentioned Jimmy Earl, an icon, certainly, in, in the, the lore and legend of Middle Tennessee sports history, uh, the first coach to take a team to the NCAA tournament. But you end up going in 1982. Uh, let's talk about the season first of all. But the head coach at that time became St- Stanley Simpson, the the Ramrod. Yes, yeah, and he he was uh, 
quite a character. Yeah, and, he was. Uh, he uh, didn't mind saying, uh, I, I would say, we used to always kid around about it. he would say the first thing that was on his mind. So, But he was uh, quite a motivational uh, coach. Um, one of the things about that 1982 team, he, uh, especially when we were playing Kentucky, he he never thought that we couldn't win. And that was something that I tried to take with me in coaching as well. No matter what kind of talent you have, he believed that we could beat Kentucky. And so we never went into that game thinking that we couldn't win. Well, talk about the season itself to get there. And, 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 and you were a junior that year, is that my I was a senior. Senior, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. So kind of go take us through the, the season, first of all, to make it to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we had to um, – I think we ended up only losing six games that year, but we went on a streak where we lost a couple in a row. And then – but it was the – I tell a lot of people this. The Kentucky game was a big win for me. But the biggest win was actually beating Western Kentucky in uh -huh. the championship because I'd never beaten Western the whole, uh, the whole four years I was here. And so when we beat Western Kentucky in their, on their floor, uh, that was such a meaningful thing because we had that big rivalry between Middle Tennessee and Western, and that put them out of the tournament. And so they had won the OVC, and they had been fighting to get in that large big. And Dick Vitale, I still remember this to this day, he said teams like Middle Tennessee and Robert Morris didn't deserve to be in the NCAA uh -huh. tournament. And I've never forgotten that to this day. <laughs> to this day. Well, it certainly proved that you deserve to be there. Uh, of course, Western Kentucky uh, had NBA players back oh, in the yeah. 70s. Uh, you know, Ed Diddle was the legendary coach. Diddle Arena was there, but uh, – uh, Jim McDaniel was certainly probably the best player that they had. That was in the earlier 70s, I guess, that you didn't play against him. But they had such a tradition there. Oh, yes. And, uh, of course, that year they had the guy named uh, Craig, Craig yeah, McCormick, yeah. and he was a big kid. And, a 6'10 uh, or so. But yeah, yeah. And they were uh, – they were they pretty much ran through the tournament – I mean, through the conference that year. So that's why that upset on their floor, we beat them for the OVC Tournament Championship. It was so meaningful for us. I almost didn't think about the Kentucky game. We were so excited about winning the OVC tournament that year. Chris, many people that listen to this show understand that I live and grew up in southern Indiana, the Louisville metropolitan area. Everything I got was out of the Courier-Journal or, or Wave TV, Channel 3 out of Louisville. And so the idea that Middle Tennessee was going to stand in the way between Kentucky and Louisville playing for the first time ever, the two teams at that time would not play. Kentucky was just the blue blood. Mm -hmm. And just, I, I think, chose not to play Louisville because they didn't have to. And Louisville was good enough to beat them, and they knew that. So the NCAA tournament, in all their wisdom, placed it to where the, those two teams would play each other. In those days, there were 48 teams in the tournament. That's so right. So you had 16 teams that were seeded, which was which was Louisville. And you had 32 teams that had to make a, a play in, more or less. That's in Kentucky right. Kentucky and Middle Tennessee on a Thursday night in Vanderbilt and Nashville, Tennessee, played each other. And across the country, and certainly in Louisville, mm -hmm. Kentucky, and in, in that particular area, Everybody knew that it was going to be Louisville and, and, and uh, Kentucky on Saturday to the point that uh, many, and, and I won't admit to this, but uh, many Middle Tennessee fans had already made plans to sell their tickets to somebody for quite a few <laughs> dollars for this Saturday game. Uh, and then, lo and behold, it happened, 50 to 44. A, a really strange number for a, a basketball game, of course, back in those days. Yeah, it was. And uh, there, there are a lot of little things that we use for motivation that was one of them uh you know most people didn't think we were going to win but uh prior to that when we were practicing at, at Vanderbilt there were a lot there were some teams I won't mention 
that were walking through our practice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and as if we were nothing. And so um, Coach Simpson used that as a way to motivate us. And he would say, see, this is how they, how people are not respecting us. And so it was that the little guy against the big guy type attitude. And I've tried to use that even in my own coaching. And, you know, sometimes with in life, you know, when you don't think you, people may say you don't deserve something, but if you work hard and just keep working, do your best, there's a payoff. Chris, uh, as you looked at the lineups there, you mentioned Rick Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, tremendous shooter uh, for Middle Tennessee. Really, the, maybe the best shooter on the floor for either team that night. But the real mismatch was at center, where Chris Harris at six five is going to take on Melvin Turpin at about six eleven. And, and and not only did he have a height advantage, but a huge weight advantage. So how is it that you hold Kentucky to forty four points with uh, with that kind of advantage inside? Uh, it wasn't. Or wasn't an advantage. But it, 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 was, it turned out <laughs> it wasn't an advantage. I knew what I was up against, and so I knew that we had a game. Coach Simpson had a game plan. We were going to make sure he didn't get the shots that he wanted. Um, so he was left-handed. So we we wanted him to go to his opposite position, opposite shot. And so every time he he liked going toward his left, and uh, so he wanted to, we wanted to force him to his opposite hand, to his weak hand. And every time he tried to do that, he would get frustrated and travel. And then we'd have Buck Haley coming from the opposite side blocking the shot. So he had turnovers. He was getting frustrated. Um, and it was a team effort. But it was a game plan. We, he, it was on the scouting report that we would frustrate him that way. So I kept trying to front him. And it was a, it was a – I had to give up a lot to do that. So there wasn't much scoring for me. But my whole job was to try to keep him frustrated. And then Kentucky went to a small lineup to try to match our speed. They took him out a lot because yeah. he was getting frustrated, and then he got in foul trouble. So that's what we, that helped us a lot, him getting out of the game. Well, you mentioned the advantage that you have to use, quickness and jumping ability, which you certainly had that advantage there. Plus, Buck Haley was an outstanding defensive player. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and a smart guy. And, and that's what you had to have. And, and looking back, Chris, to the game, I don't remember that team having a ton of depth, and I don't think you played a lot of players in that basketball game. It really was important that you stay out of foul trouble and keep your players on the floor. That's right, and, I, and I've talked to uh, our guys uh, since then. And I remember one time Kermit uh, Davis had us had a, it was one of those reunion games, and we t- were able to talk to some of the talk to the play, to his team right before one of their practices. And one thing Buck said to them was that when we went on the floor, each of us knew what the other one what their strengths sure. were, and we would talk to each other and make sure that. He knew where I wanted the ball. He knew where Pancakes wanted the ball. He knew where Jerry Beck wanted the ball. So he would make sure he would get the ball to them where they needed it. That's how how well we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses. Jerry Beck, really one of the better players to ever play at Middle Tennessee, an outstanding scorer inside about 6'7", if I remember right. And then the, one of the all-time favorite players, probably because of his name, Giddy Potts has the same kind of thing about four years ago. Really good player, Giddy, but the name Giddy kind of made it special. Pancakes Perry was certainly uh, one of those names as well. Short, small guy, but could really handle the basketball. Exactly, he could he could handle the ball, and but he averaged. Here's the thing: uh, a lot of people don't know this. He was averaging 30 points a game in high school, mm. so he had to give up that. And uh, 
that's one of the things Rick used to yell at him about. You better stop shooting and pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to average 30 over here. You, you better pass the basketball. So uh, that's something he had to learn to, to do. But he was a great distributor of the basketball. And then when it was needed, he could penetrate and hit that uh, soft jump shot in the middle of the lane. Well, I'm going to guess his 30-point average was not built on free throw shooting because the one thing I remember about Pancakes, he was not a very good free throw shooter. <laughs> uh, not really, uh, but uh, he could hit big shots when we needed Sure. And, 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 and you coached at Siegel High School. We'll get to that in just a bit. But you and I both know how important it is to have a quick guy up front defensively to keep pressure on the basketball because if, you're, if the point guard on the other team cannot distribute the ball the way they want to without pressure, uh, it makes it a lot more difficult on the other four guys. Pancakes did a good job of keeping that pressure on that, on that point guard most of the time. And that's one of the things that you know Coach Simpson prided himself on was we were – I think we led the conference in defense that year – but we were a very good defensive team, and it was a team defensive effort. We all – it was a collective defensive effort on our part. So you, you win and, and play Louisville on Saturday. How much hangover was there from that game, honestly? Uh, Louisville ends up, I think, winning about 20-25. Yeah. And, of course, as a fan, I was there Thursday night, and I was there on Saturday. Uh, we had this uh, glow in our eye that we could do that too. It just never happened. No, it, it, Louisville, they were just – super talented and I had a couple of those guys I had been with in a uh, basketball camp when I was uh, going into my senior year in high school the McRae brothers yeah and they were just outstanding and they put that 2-2-1 press on us and we just could not and and there was some hangover Uh, we were up late and by the time we got in and then it was an early morning game we had to be at at a Vanderbilt, I think we had to be, it was a 10 o'clock game, I think, or 11, uh, because of the time difference. And we just, you know, that was their first game. So, uh, uh, so it was, uh, it just, I think it was too much of a hangover from the win. And I, maybe if we'd had another day or two rest, possibly could have been better. But they ended up going to the Final Four that year. And that was the year that Jordan won the championship. And if we had won, uh, if we had beaten Louisville, memory serves me correctly we would have been playing Virginia and Ralph Sampson so that's what I'm, <laughs> you, you, I'm guessing you enjoyed that for those who oh, don't yeah. recall Ralph Sampson is about 7-1 yeah was the dominant player player of the year I think in, in NCAA yeah, I year. think so yeah and then of course he went on and had a great career too so that would have, that would have been an interesting matchup Chris Harris my guest on All Sports Talk today we've uh, talked Middle Tennessee basketball where he played in the early 80s and had a great career there we're going to come back after this. Uh, Chip Walters will have the Blue Raider Insider Report. Then we'll come back and talk about Chris's uh, Siegel career and uh, his position as Rutherford County Athletic Director. You're listening to All Sports Talk. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. Traffic's still busy, as expected here on I-24 eastbound, making your way out of Davidson County in and through Rutherford County here at Sam Ridley Parkway. Just stop and go on 231, not only over the interstate, but headed back out towards Shelbyville. Ripley's Aquarium. Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition coming up Saturday, August 7th. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake up crew, here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? 
Yes. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk on WGNS. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Chip, what's up today? Well, good afternoon, everybody, and on the road again today on my way to Nashville for uh, tonight's stop with the Blue Raider Blitz, and that will be at 3rd and Home, which is right next to uh, First Horizon Park where the Nashville Sounds play, and you still have time to get over there. It runs from about 6 until 8, and it will be uh, free food while it lasts for those who come to the event. Uh, Coach Rick Stockstill and others will be on site uh, as well. The uh, Blue Raider Blitz got underway yesterday with stops in Mount Juliet at the GOAT in the Providence area. Nice crowd there, including former Blue Raider football player Ivan Hickman showed up with his young daughter Ivy, and you probably have seen some of the pictures on Facebook of uh, his reunion with Coach Stock yesterday. And then last night beautiful weather on the square in uh, Shelbyville down in Bedford County and uh, Coach Rick Stockstill and Coach Nick McDevitt uh, were the uh, highlighted speakers. Also Coach Mike Polly and Coach Scott Schaefer also addressed the crowd that was on hand as well. There were inflatables, great food out of a food truck uh, uh, and uh, so that that was exciting. And then uh, 
earlier today over in Franklin at uh, the Americana Tap House. Another nice stop on the Blue Raider Blitz Tour. Again, tonight is in Nashville. And then next week, on Wednesday of next week, it will be a lunchtime stop in Columbia at Puckett's on the Square in Columbia. And then next Wednesday night, it will be a festival-style event up in Smyrna at uh, the Lee Victory uh, Recreation Park. And then it will wind up next Thursday night at Puckett's on the Square in Murfreesboro. So if you haven't been uh, to a Blue Raider Blitz stop, I uh, hope you can in this uh, in, in these last four that are remaining. All right, uh, Conference USA Media Days are continuing. Uh, that continued today. Coach Stockstill addressed uh, the group yesterday. Also, the, the big piece of news that came out came from uh, Conference Commissioner Judy McLeod, and in a story uh, from the Denton Record Chronicle, as they were on site uh, to cover it. Uh, Commissioner McLeod pointed out. As vaccines are a way for the league and its teams to avoid issues that they had last season where games were canceled and after players and coaches tested positives and there was some uncertainty on certain weeks which teams would be able to play. She also laid out the consequences could be for teams that fail to take advantage of the opportunity to inoculate their players. Her quote was, we're in a position where we won't be postponing or making up games. It may be that the healthiest team makes it through to the end. I would hate to see someone in the running get hit with COVID because they have not been vaccinated. McLeod said vaccinating athletes is Conference USA's top priority. And uh, that coming from the commissioner herself following in line with what came from Greg Sankey in the SEC earlier this week as well. All right, turning back to Blue Raider football, Allstate and the American Football Coaches Association announced nominees for the 2021 Allstate AFCA Good Works team. The 30th year of that storied recognition and Blue Raider safety Reed Blankenship was among 109 student athletes from across all divisions to be nominated. Blankenship, who earlier this week was placed on the Bedneric watch list and the Conference USA preseason watch list, returned from an injury in 2020 and still led the Blue Raiders with 76 tackles. All right, that is uh, it for today. Again, wish you could join us tonight in Nashville, but we'll have a full report coming for you tomorrow and a recap of this first week of the Blue Raider Blitz. All right, Chip, thank you so much. Tim Tackett will be back shortly with more All Sports Talk on WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. 
you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Chris Harris, my guest, new athletic director for Rutherford County Schools. That name is familiar. We talked uh, before the break about your career at Middle Tennessee. And then there was Siegel High School, and it opened in uh, 1993. Oh, it was around 2000. 2003, I take yeah. that back. Mm-hmm. I got my days. I should remember that well because that, that's when I was named principal at Oakland High School when Kenny Nolan went to Siegel. Uh, and, and Chris Harris becomes a basketball coach there. And boy, you talk about some rivalries back in those days. Oakland Seagull games were just something special. As the two principals, I promise you, we we were sitting on pins and needles because the crowds were so large and really kind of antagonistic toward one another at the time. Oh yeah, it was a it was a a really good rivalry. Uh, coach King, uh, just an outstanding basketball coach, had a great has a great program, great reputation as far as coaching is concerned, and his uh, teams are always well prepared and. Anytime our guys could get a win against Oakland, I was just like, okay, we beat Oakland. You know, that's <laughs> that's the way I felt. It was such a big thing for us to be able to do that. And then it was just a, so many of our players and our students had come from Oakland. So it was just a really intense rivalry. And I thought it was just, it was our crowds were a bit a large our, and the student sections were always unparalleled, I think, at that time. You mentioned the fact that Oakland and Siegel were able to both field extremely good basketball teams. Not only were we rivals with each other in great games, but probably the the uh, top two teams in the district during that particular time. Yeah, I, I would say so. And But the district was good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from top to bottom. Every game was tight. Um, I know every time we played Oakland, it, was all, it always went down to the wire. It was, you know, so the crowds would be standing up the whole game. Uh, Lebanon was good. Riverdale was good. I mean, it was just a uh, top to bottom. Even when you traveled on the road, go to White County. I mean, that was hard, it was hard to get a win there, Cookville. So, I mean, it was just a tough district all the way around. You mentioned coming yeah. out of college, uh, teaching was and coaching was not in your plan, mm-hmm. but it became in your plan. At what point in time, when you said I'm going to teach, was it that say, well, I'd like to coach too if I get there? Well, it was uh, when I was at Gallatin High School. I was asked uh, to come out because they knew about my background and. Um, coach Dwight Waller was the head coach at Gallatin in 1992 and so he would see me in the hallways and he kept saying hey I need you to come out I really need you to help work with our big man or something like that and I said oh then finally I just couldn't resist and it was around right around the Christmas break I started helping and volunteering and then uh, that was that was it and I I was doing that for the first two years and then uh, but I was living in Smyrna and driving to Galton. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Coach Mooney, Billy Mooney at Smyrna. Our kids were playing T-ball in the same league. And since Galton and Smyrna were in the same district at that time, that's where the district was, he asked me, he said, hey, I've got this assistant coach position. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that could cut down on my drive. And that's how I ended up in Rutherford County. Billy Mooney, a class guy for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you learned a lot from, oh. from, from Billy and – not only from the standpoint of coaching basketball, but just how to treat kids. Oh, he's just a good man. You know, I've 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 had some good relationships with a lot of people in Rutherford County, uh, Coach Burks at Riverdale, and uh, so many good people. And 
Coach Jan Stoff. I mean, I call him Coach, but Dr. Stoff sure, sure. at, at Laverne. Um, of course, he, he recruited me uh, at, at MTSU. So uh, I've known him. There, there's just been so many people in this county that I've had good relationships with. Uh, many people don't realize this, but over the years. Jan Stauffer, my athletic director when I was coaching at Laverne High School, so we had a great relationship as well. Uh, Chris, the, the pluses and minuses of coaching basketball back in those days, and or maybe compare them to how it is now. Um, I say the pluses were uh, just being around kids, um, being able to teach them um, the things that you've learned from the recruitment process, just from. Uh, Everything that has happened as far as uh, uh, coaching is concerned, just things that I've been around, people I've been exposed to, uh, preparing for games, all the things that I did as a player, those are the things I, I would look at as the pluses, just being able to share what I've learned and trying to motivate players just for life, just yeah, things yeah. that could happen later on. I guess the if there's any negatives, I would say it would just be sometimes uh, – you know, if there's any outside influences that you don't have any control over that might pull the kids in a different direction. That's for sure. Chris, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, I want you to delve in a little bit about your new position mm-hmm. and your uh, and your uh, goals for Rutherford County Sports. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. WGNSRadio.com. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. Traffic still busy as expected here on I-24 eastbound. Making your way out of Davidson County in and through Rutherford County here at Sam Ridley Parkway. Just stop and go on 231. Not only over the interstate, but headed back out towards Shelbyville. Ripley's Aquarium. Sleep of the Sharks Family Edition coming up Saturday, August 7th. Check it out at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. You can order Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Chris Harris, my guest. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee, certainly across Murfreesboro, where we bank at All Sports Talk. Hope you'll give them a shot. Great folks there. A friendly smile every time you walk in. Chris Harris, uh, July 1, took the position as Rutherford County Athletic Director. Uh, Chris, discuss a little bit about uh, your your motivation for applying for the job and then the vision that you see for it. Well, one thing is that um, I see that our county is one of the largest counties in the state, obviously. We've got 
great athletics here. We have great coaches, outstanding athletes, students who've gone on to college and uh, been successful. Our programs, I think, are really second to none. I mean, even in the larger cities like Memphis, Nashville, I think we have um, our facilities are improving and even getting better. I think we can. I mean, we've hosted uh, state tournaments in uh, basketball. I mean, all the we've got the spring fling. I think our whole county has a lot to offer, and I think we should uh, continue to. Um, I would like to see. I guess part of my vision is to see our county be the showcase for the whole state uh, as far as uh, our high school and even our middle schools as they continue to trend upward. I want to see even more sports come, uh, things that may not be offered uh, be pushed here in our county. I think we should, I was talking to one middle school principal who was thinking about, well, now, do we offer lacrosse, you know, right. that kind of thing. And I said, well, you know, I hadn't thought about that. But we're getting such a diverse group of people who are coming from all sections of the, of the country here. Maybe we ought to look at that. And I was telling, you know, I remember that when I was growing up, soccer wasn't as big a sure. thing. But look at it now, you know. So why not uh, explore other sports and see if it could start something we could start different types of sports here in Rutherford County. Lacrosse was a sport that TWSAA ventured into and then mm-hmm. pulled back out of. I think they'll come back up again. As you'll find, that the, the challenge is going to be having practice space, and, and that's one of the things about turf fields that keeps coming up. It, it, at some point in time, Chris, it was, it was my thought that it was a luxury to have a turf field. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost a necessity if you're going to be able to offer these things because a football field or a, soccer field whatever's inside that stadium it can get beat up pretty quickly but if you can put turf on that thing you can play it 24 hours a day probably and not really hurt it right and that cuts down on all the maintenance and all the maintenance costs that goes along with it all the having somebody have to or having to pay somebody to go out and take care of it and seeding it and doing all the the irrigation and all the other things that have to go along with it so money those monies could be put somewhere else so and then finding, like you said, finding the space for it. So we, those are things we have to look at uh, as a county. And I know our our board members and county commission people are are doing their hardest to try to help in that area as well. So I know that people want these things, but you always have to look at the dollars that are available as well. Athletics is so very important to people here that, or in in most places. The problem becomes trying to balance the athletics with the academic side of things because academics should always be first, and I I know you agree with that. But how you balance those things out and and put the right monies in academics and also allow athletics to have its uh, its share of the pie. Yeah, that's the thing because, um, you know, some parents may think, well, I don't want uh, money going to athletics uh, because it's taken away from the students or, you know, how do you divide all that? But... I look at it this way, uh, athletes are students first. That's why we call them student athletes. Sure. So they're, they're students who just happen to be involved in athletics, so they're all sharing in it. Um, so I believe that um, if you are, you may not be the student who's uh, gonna get a, be the next LeBron James, but you are all part of a team. So the person who may not be the greatest uh, 
you might not be the best person or the most talented person on the team, but that money is being distributed throughout the entire team. So uh, they're all participating in it is my, my point. And we have to make sure that all people get to participate equally. In any function, the support from your superior on, on top is so very important. You had that, I know, from Kenny Nolan at Siegel High School when he was your principal there. Uh, support from Bill Spurlock and the school board is going to be vital to getting your, your position taken care of in the way you'd like to get it done. Oh, without a doubt. And, I, and Mr. Spurlock has uh, told me on several times, well, he's behind this position as a full-time athletic director, and it's obvious he – obvious obvious that he cares about uh the student athletes and i know the board uh is on board as far as uh making sure that our student athletes are getting equal access and getting uh the the equipment that they need so um i'm just here to make sure that that's facilitated to everyone your position covers high school but it also covers middle schools which is one of those things that people sometimes don't realize that it's, it's so important and and I, I found that to be the challenge as much as anything else because there's so much turnover in the middle schools as far as coaching is concerned. And oftentimes coaches are not overly experienced at the position that, that they've got. So uh, there, there's a good good bit of oversight that needs to go on there. Yes, and that's, that's part of what I'm learning uh, about this position is that they have to uh, – one of the things I, I'm looking at is, you know, getting out into those middle schools and I've met a few of the coaches and the principals and I'm still going to be doing that next week and trying to uh, learn more about what is entailed in this position as what the athletic director does for the middle schools and it is a lot and and a lot of times uh, it because the principals are don't have a lot of uh, they don't get a lot of inquiries for some of these positions they yeah. end up having to put somebody in there that may not be as i won't say qualified but it may not be the person that like a high school person they may want for a certain sport so we have to look at that as well chris harris i appreciate your time today and uh wish you the very best of luck and the one thing i can tell folks don't call chris if the coach at your school does not doing a good job because chris didn't hire him and chris <laughs> not going to fire him right Oh, that's right. I'm not in charge of that part. No. <laughs> All right, Chris, good luck with that. Uh, Chris Harris, our guest on All Sports Talk today. That's going to wrap things up. Braves baseball right up on WGNS Radio. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parts Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.